of all things, I did not expect a pandemic to cause me to get out of my hiatus for even recording any episodes of The Sister Pastor Speaks. Well, let me look for that really, really catchy song that I always like starting off with. Hold on real quick. Coronavirus! Stuff is getting real out here in these streets. So real that I had to get out of my hiatus real quick just so I could talk to you guys and keep you guys busy because I know these next few weeks is going to be quite interesting. Let me tell you guys from a pastor's perspective, it has literally been, I don't know, because I'm speaking as an introvert pastor and honestly, it's like every introvert's dream come true of not having to get out of the comfort zone of home and talking to people. But actually, I do miss my coffee shops because that's like the middle ground for us introverts. I love my coffee shops, man. Like that's how I was able to build relationships when I was out in Maryland. But I still have yet to find a coffee shop that appeals to the sister pastor. And it's been about at least almost 10 months since I've made that big move from the East Coast to the Twin Cities. And boy, has it been a character experience. I know a lot of us right now, we're going through this whole jitters and anxieties in relation to this COVID-19 or how we would say it in the diaspora, Dirona. So this Rona has done a huge number. Guys, I had so many stuff planned for the summer And at least a good portion of my summer plans have been canceled as a result of Rona. Man, I don't even know. Rona done messed me up. Rona does not want to make my summer great. I was supposed to go out to be with a couple pastors out at a pastoral convention. And then we found out that got canceled. And then I was supposed to go overseas. And then that got canceled just recently. So... I'm a little bummed out for it, but I think at the same time, even despite the disappointments, there's always some kind of silver lining to all of this mess. And I think even with the with Rona, Rona has caused many of us to pump our brakes, to slow down. And Rona has even challenged us to even come up with projects that we have been putting off for the longest time, like me getting back into doing this podcast. That's one silver lining because you're able to hear my voice now because ever since I moved to Minnesota, I it's, everything had been so quick, fast paced and I could only do so much and things started going to full speed. I wasn't really hanging out with people as much. I was basically being pastor. I was doing a lot of events, a lot of activities, trying to find my sweet spot, not only as a pastor, but also as a children's ministries coordinator for my conference, and for those who are not familiar with the Sunday Adventist um, setup, even with organ the organizational setup, I'll eventually, maybe my next episode could break it down for you guys, just like a little one-on-one. But anywho, even though I haven't found my coffee shop, but I found my tea house that I could hit up that's that's around the corner from me, which I haven't been for the, for the new year. But nevertheless, God has been so good and. 
I have an amazing trick, guys. It's going to have to take another episode for me to even elaborate how even me moving to Minnesota was indeed a God thing. Who knows? I might wait until June because June, that's my one year anniversary in Minnesota and especially in my line of work. So I'll give you guys the whole details and even my whole experience about how it all went down. But, but about this romance situation, y'all. So we were like possibly talking about this whole idea of even when the coronavirus became a little bit more serious at first we didn't really take it seriously because one it was out in china then a few weeks later you hear it got into wisconsin and it's in illinois and those are basically two states that's not really too far from minnesota i mean well wisconsin is right between illinois and minnesota but still so we were like, okay, y'all keep that out there. Then a couple weeks ago, we find out the first case in, um, in Minnesota. And I'm like, oh, well, this is awkward. And then eventually it got from one to five to 15. Now I think it's at least 40 to 50 cases of, of Rona out here in Minnesota. I'm like, what is going on? But then I got kind of nervous because sidebar, I had my, my co-ed scouting group. They were, they were all making their appearance in the Minnesota Timberwolves game. And Lord, I am so glad that it did not get canceled. But I am kind of salty that the NBA season is canceled because of this coronavirus because I, I'm just like, I, I, I'm taking it back, y'all. So it's going to take some time for me to process. But thankfully, I was able to watch Space Jam because that was my way for me to process this whole situation. So for those of my fellow 90s babies, you know Space Jam, that's where it's at. So check it out and you might see some a little bit of correlations that's going down um, as we speak. But anyways... Yeah, guys. So Rona. So afterwards, so after the whole situation, that same week, we were told um, at, at our church, we did the no touch. So we did the elbow bumping, even our baby boomers, even our builders in our church, they knew about that elbow bump. And then for me, being the sister pastor that I am, I basically was greeting my members with the kid and play. For those who don't know what the kid and play is, it is a form of dance. Go online for more information of the kid and play. It's based on house party. So yeah, we did the kid and play. I taught, yes, I taught my members how to dance to do the kid and play. I know I'm going to get in trouble, but unfortunately that was just the best way for us to greet each other. We just do the little foot tap and we just make fun of it. Then the following Sabbath, it got real. As the cases grew in Minnesota, we decided that it's best for us to, of course, practice the self-quarantine, social distancing. And we decided, you know, we're going to do church, but we're not going to have all of our members attend the church. It'll be basically those that will be doing the platform stuff, the prayer, the scripture, and even we did a little panel discussion. My senior pastor did preaching. We even did a children's story and we did it through live streaming. So now this go around, we have decided we need to come with a fortified plan because this two week self-quarantine is not going to be enough because we look at all the stuff that's happening even overseas and how long it took for them to even 
alleviate from the Rona. So, which meant that all of our departments had to be strategic. I know our church, um, we're coming up with a simple plan. We're still going to do our live streaming. We're still going to make it out to the church. And, but the thing is the way how my church is set up and being in Minnesota, there's times when you have to cancel church because of ice and because of snow. So we already knew that live streaming was the move. Like this, this was not our first rodeo. So we decided, you know what, we're going to make do with this. And being a children's pastor, I was like, you know, I'm going to empower my leaders to even find a way to connect with the kids. So I came up with a Sabbath school in a box that we are encouraging our parents to assemble some items from the dollar store so that kids can do their crafts and they can do their Sabbath school lesson at the same time in a way for them to build relationships. So that's one of the things that we're able to at least give our members some kind of peace because if you think about it even outside of the rona situation most of our members they look forward to church every sabbath because that's their break that's their way of them saying you know i'm done with work i'm done with whatever all the crazy stuff that's happened this past week and i'm just going to focus on jesus i'm going to focus on seeing people that I haven't seen for since last um since last weekend and i'm going to connect with them so that's one of the goals for us even as pastors, is to try to formulate a digital community that will continue the momentum of the relationships with our church members and especially with our young kids so that they don't feel left out. And so that's one of the things, um, one of the silver linings, even with this whole coronavirus situation, is that it has, again, it's challenging us pastors and leaders to reach outside the box. So it's not just like, okay, how about you listen to our previous sermons? And yes, that could work for you. But at the same time, at the same time, you guys, when it comes to even connecting with people in this kind of light, we have to find ways of reaching out to our um to our brethren, reaching out, coming up with ideas, creative ideas, um, putting those life groups, putting those small groups, putting those grow groups, putting those circles into good use those small groups that you have for within our churches this is where they thrive and a typical small group is at least from eight to ten so that's actually not a bad thing so you can actually make use of that a lot of other stuff that you can do is use zoom use google meet i think that's similar to google hangout free conference call um Facebook live, you can do Instagram live, you can even do snap, um, snap group chatting or even what's the other one that was called house party. Um, a couple of my teens when I was in my previous church did talk about house party. So that's something that you, that you and your churches and your congregations should definitely tap into. So along with that, even this whole silver lining with the situation is it causes us to start thinking not only internet wise, but think about those who are mostly at risk of being in the dark. So you have our senior citizens who have little, for some, some of them, they have little to no access to internet. They have little to no access to Facebook. Um, some of them still carry flip phones. They don't have the smartphones. And if they do, they might have to pay a certain amount for data plans. So we want to make sure that our, that our senior citizens, that our members 
in our churches that they're not out of the loop as well. So just try to find ways how to reach out to them, connecting with them, asking them, hey, we know that you're shut in. Would you like for us to pick up groceries for you? And I believe even this whole silver lining, it challenges us to be a good neighbor and to be connected with one another. So also for those with families, this is this helps with family time, the time that you're able to spend with one another. One of the things that as a single person is really tricky for me because I'm by myself, I'm home alone. What I've been doing is being creative by connecting with my family, being connected with my, my cousins. Like honestly, this whole coronavirus thing literally resurrected our Marco Polo. Oh, that's another one. Use Marco Polo. Marco Polo is a really good one for group chats. Uh, my cousins, we've used it for a couple years now. And at first it was like kind of dry, but with this whole coronavirus thing, all of us are back on and we're chatting, we're checking in with each other to see how things are going. And even the text group chats, you have WhatsApp, y'all have a lot. There's a lot of stuff you can connect with. So, so yeah, reach out to people that you haven't seen in a long time to see how they're doing. Play catch up with whomever. So that's something that I'm challenging myself to do even in the midst of this self-quarantine. And just because you're self-quarantined does not mean that you can quarantine that you should quarantine yourself from the stuff that's happening outside. Another thing that I'm learning to do is to try to wean off from following the news as often because sometimes when we watch the news, our anxiety levels could be on an ultimate high. So this is a time for you to be able to listen to your body, to understand how much is too much and how you're able to set those kind of boundaries for yourself. You don't always have to be figuring out Who's the next person to have the corona? Like, no, seriously, guys. No, seriously. Another thing is, for those of us who are by ourselves, who, like the extroverts, find creative ways to connect with other people. And most of all, guys, like one thing I'm even learning is even having more time with God. Lately, for the past two days, um, since this whole quarantine situation started, I would focus on a Bible verse, a Bible promise. And if perhaps the song or the verse brings um, a song in mind, I would play the song while I'm getting ready, while I'm brushing my teeth, while I'm taking a shower so I can get myself in that whole worship mindset and even praying and taking that time to have that great gratitude. Like I'm thanking God that I was able to have food, that I have access to water, that I'm able to afford items that can at least hold me over for the next couple of weeks. And for many of us, we this is when we have to thank God for good health because that's something that we take for granted is good health, is good hygiene, is The fact that this could have been worse, that it's not like we're snowed in, that we could still be able to drive around, we could still be able to walk around. Spring is here, so things are getting a little bit warmer. So just being able to see the little things that we take for granted, I think that's something that causes us to have this whole different perspective that perhaps, you know, maybe this self-quarantine could be a time for me to one-up myself, to upgrade myself. And learn different new skills, like 
learning how to apply makeup appropriately, learning how to get those eyebrows snatched by yourself without spending an extra $11 or watching, binge watching, like watching a new Netflix series. By the way, guys, I need y'all to get into Queen Sono. It's such a great series on Netflix, like even though it's only six episodes, but still, it's still a really legit stuff. You know, I'm, I'm all for the culture. I'm all for the diaspora, but yeah, nevertheless, even, um, taking, start off a podcast. If you haven't already do a blog, come up with something that's based on your skill set, based on your career and being able to find ways to help those who are in the same field that you are to help them even build up and even learning how to master teleworking. And so for me, I know in the line of children's ministries, I'm coming up with ideas that I could help equip and empower my church and especially the families of my church to help our kids to have this relationship with God. And I think lately we've been teaching our kids about fear and about anxiety and how God does not give us a spirit of fear. And this is a time for us where we need to put our our stuff into practice. We need to challenge our kids to put, put their stuff in, into practice. And one thing for parents, if you're listening, know that your kids are feeding up on your anxieties, they're feeding up on your fears. And it's okay for you to express your concerns with the kids, with your kids about like how scary this thing is. But at the same time, this could be a time for the family to challenge themselves and say, you know what, we're going to depend on God. But this does not mean that y'all disregard the recommendations from the government saying, oh, well, we still going to make it out to church. No, we don't want you to get into danger. That's why a lot of us pastors, we decided to cancel the in-person services because we don't want to put you in danger. And we, we think about the uh, one of the churches that was a part of the, the outrage, the media and the public outrage in the cause of the rapid spread of this coronavirus. And we see how that happens. And you don't want to do that to your church because that would be a serious disservice for your members, for yourself, and even for your community. If you decide to keep in-person services going strong, and especially if it's about 250 of you guys. So we want to be proper stewards to our bodies, to God, and for most of all, and not not for most of all, because most of all of it is God, but to be a good steward to your community by practicing social distancing. And there was this one video example of just the impact of social distancing. You have the matches, they all light up, but then you have that one match that pulls away. And as a result of that, it literally saved all the other ones from being lit up. So that's something that we're trying to practice even with this whole social distancing. But just because we're doing in-person social distancing does not mean that you personally social distance yourself. This is time for you to get in and know. This is your time for you to know people, build relationships online, get to know people outside, enjoy your own company, enjoy practice solitude. Honestly, guys, this is like a great way for you to practice solitude. So, and even start reading a book that you wanted to read for the longest time, but you never got around to, or listen to an audible or a podcast, (laughs) podcast. But yes, guys. So I want you guys to understand that yes, this COVID-19, this Rona is cramping our styles in front of most part. It's cramping all of our summer plans already. And it's 
only March. And it's not even April yet. But nevertheless, guys, just remember who sits on the throne and just hold on to the promise in Psalms 91 where where God is like promising us about just protecting us from the pestilence um, that coming at nighttime. And even thinking about the promise that Paul gave to Timothy in 2 Timothy, where he said that God did not give us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind, sound judgment in this kind of way. So hold on to those promises. Ask God for protection. Know that God is our refuge and fortress, and he is a present help in the time of trouble. And this is our time for us to even be excited of the fact that God stays true to his promises. So we all have to, this is our time for us to connect with Jesus in a powerful way, to get to know him as a person, understand his work, understand who he is. And also, along with that, take this time to be a person of compassion and of love and to minister to those. So say if you go shopping and you're picking up items for the house, Think about the person right next to you or the person that's going to be coming around the other side of the shelf trying to get the same exact stuff that you have. Instead of you taking all five items of the same items, leave some for your neighbor. Or at least if you're going to pick up extra, make sure that you're able to drop them off to your next door neighbors. So until next time, this is Sister Pastor. Stay healthy. Stay vigilant, stay safe out here in these streets, and wash your hands. God bless.